0: Welcome to the fifth episode of the Meridian 223 podcast made by teachers for teachers. Our goal is to provide information for teachers as well as to interview teachers in our district with the intent of sharing exciting activities that are going on in our district classrooms. It is a platform that will allow us all the opportunity to share and learn from each other. If you are interested in being interviewed for our podcast, please let Ryan or myself know via email. We would love to have you on our show.
1: This podcast is dedicated to the Meridian MCUSD 223, who are searching for ways to promote their teachers and students. The podcast is looking to build a brand in our community. We are your hosts, Ryan Reed and Kathy Murphy, and we make up the Business and Technology Department at Stillman Valley High School.
0: So how are you doing, Ryan? Well, uh, outside of being cold and the
1: fact that I saw uh, snow a little bit yesterday, uh, I'm, I'm good though my uh, though my strap and my backpack broke and my computer it was inside and well uh, it still works. let's just say that.
0: <laughs> well, yesterday I got to watch my new little puppy dog play in the snow, jumping around. I got my camera too late to get it. but anyways, um, this sense and this is our fifth podcast, hard to believe. I know. Um, we mean to accomplish some goals today. First, we're going to be speaking with Mr. Andy T. Lander from our high school. Andy teaches PE and health at Stillman Valley High School. And he also was our head bass boys basketball coach for his first two years at Stillman and did an awesome job.
1: He had game. Now, with that in mind, we will be discussing how hybrid learning has impacted and rocked his teaching world. And second, um, me and Kathy will be sharing, uh, of course, with you some of our tips and some apps that we uh, you might want to try in digital tools for getting to know your students at the start of the year. All right. Well, Andy, first of all, thank you for joining us today. So what, what was your pathway from educator to working in health and peace?
2: Well, initially, I had some wonderful teachers at the small school district I went to down in Princeville, Illinois, and I knew from sixth grade I wanted to be a teacher, so getting to the health and PE side uh, was varied. Uh, I had a great high school English teacher and a wonderful high school counselor. Um, Made me want to be an English teacher initially, and I changed my major in college, which uh, cost me a semester of time, but was Mm. well worth it. Um, I have been... Privileged to get to teach at every level, elementary, junior high, and high school. Um, I have taught public school and private school, uh, private school for a year in Charlotte. Um, I have been in a large school where we had ID badges, uh, 2,700 kids in the high school. Uh, I have been a dean and an athletic director at a high school in Indiana that was 140 students. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, getting to health and PE at Stillman Valley. Um, was a winding road for sure um you know changes made in my life with uh interest in relationship got me to north carolina for nine years um interest in coaching all along had me looking for a head coaching position and and took me to teaching history at uh west lincoln high school up by the by the um, mountains in north carolina so all along i've had a great chance to learn from wonderful teachers outstanding uh, students, and I've been in some tremendous schools and, and learned a lot from those as I continue to at Stillman Valley. Wow, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Andy. That sounds exciting
0: history there. <laughs> and we're now we're back here with Mr. T. Lander, even though he's wearing a awful looking bear jersey.
1: (laughs) I'm staying out of this.
0: (laughs) Um, Andy, um, you know, you came a year after I did, I think, you know, so um, we've been here about the same length of time and, you know, a lot has changed since you first came to now, you know, and what we're experiencing now starting last spring. um, I don't know if you'd be open to talk a little bit about some of the changes that you've seen happen um, in your teaching based on what we did before and what you're doing now and uh um what what do you find is working
2: um you know we went through a period i think and this is my 12th year so probably your 13th year Yeah, i think so um i yeah. we went through a period where we did have quite a bit of change and i, I think about um my recruiting class if you will and i think miss henderson and i are still here mm. there were four people who got hired that year and um one of the marks I've always thought to excellence is, is consistency. And Ms. Showers was making a point, I think, in our first faculty meeting this fall that everybody from last school year came back to teach at the high school. Mm-hmm. And I, when, when I feel a sense of pride in Stillman Valley, it has a lot to do with the consistency of our staff. Um, one of the greatest, um, to me, visible uh, positive effects of, of teaching through hybrid, teaching through COVID um, and the contrast from March to as we approach November is the unity. Uh, you know, you've been thrown in the fire together, uh, but the unity of our staff, you know, collaboration is a buzzword. But around here, it's how we survive. It's how we do business. It's how we stay as, as a premium high school in the area when I'm not sure that happens at every other school. Mm-hmm. In my background, I have been in schools um, in North Carolina in Indiana, uh, in Illinois, that were um, struggling to be unified as, as a collaborative teaching group. And I've seen it at the high end. We're at the high end. And that is a credit to our leadership. That's a credit to the teachers and their unselfishness their um, willingness to share and their work ethic. And I think those values are reflected in the community. Um, Contrasting kind of where you went with your question from the beginning of of March where we, we went out in what seemed like a COVID fire drill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I remember an announcement, teachers, you may want to take some materials with you. We could be gone a while. <laughs> uh, boy, did that come to fruition? And I, I think we were, you know it, unless your class was based in technology as yours are, I think we were ill-prepared and and did the best we could with what we had where we were at. Right. And I don't know that anybody was overly um, proud of that or, or you know felt satisfied that their best was good enough. Um, it was just, I'll give the best I can and things will transition. The summer was great because it gave us a chance to prepare. And as teachers, especially around here, uh, you prepare. Yes. And, and, and you prepare backup plans and contingencies. So e- even though we knew things would be in flux, and as Ms. Showers has said, we're going to have to adjust. Well, we're good at adjusting. Just tell us the rules of engagement and give us the technology or the tools we need to succeed. And and we've certainly had that over the summer and through August, and and that's continued. I mean, I know there was a PEXIP um, meeting yesterday that, that gave us some more Flexibility and adjustment to secure our classrooms uh, virtually for our kids in in mm-hmm. So I think going forward, there probably are some real advantages. Like we'll never take another snow day; it'll mm-hmm. just be an e-learning day. Right. right. Um, so you can stick to that schedule and plan your vacation to start in the summer, right. um, or or your camps or mm-hmm. or your activities or whatever's going on. Um, I think the the I think the students see technology as a toy we're trying to morph that idea in as a tool and and an engaging tool, uh, an effective tool Um, and meeting them kind of where they are, because they have grown up in a very technology saturated Mm -hmm. world. Um, You know, I have a a fourth grader and a sixth grader and they understand school in that context now and not just entertainment and socializing and, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and, and those other social venues. But I think, Transitions are always difficult, and I I would age myself and, and throw my age prejudice out and say the older the faculty, the more difficult this has been to get to um, fluency with things like Google Meet versus Pexip versus Zoom versus Google Classroom versus we use something in strength class called Platform, which is a oh, wonderful yes. program. But until you're versed in that and using it competently, it's, it's difficult to do your best for your students. And I think that's been the rub for the teachers. Um, I think the teachers have had their experience undercut because of the reliance on now teaching through technology. So it's not what you know and what you've experienced and what you've learned from your experience as a teacher and all your years, um, in my years, it's the venue of communicating that through different technology media, and and for us around here, having an increased support from our technology department because they have had to up their game um, yep. to keep us afloat. Because it's not about the hardware; it's about the software and the support and the access. Um, and, and we're and we're improving that. I think each each week.
0: Well, I think you're right in the sense that uh, there's a great camaraderie amongst us teachers here. I think that's very true, and the fact that. Uh, people are just open to dropping what they're doing and helping each other has been a godsend for us, I think. And uh, and I think our teachers are um, very willing to help and reach out to each other. So um, I think we've come a long ways. I'm impressed with what we're doing. Yes. Um, and I think we've had a lot of support from our administration, which has been extremely valuable. So. Like you, I've been in school districts. That's not always the nope. case. no nope. So I think you know, this has been a pretty, I don't know, I think it's a pretty awesome journey. And uh really it's just looking at school from a different
2: point of view.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that well, too. I
2: appreciate our younger teachers who may have grown up if they're you know under 30 and may have grown up with more uh technology savvy mm-hmm. and translate transitioning that mentality of, oh, this is technology. It's not intimidating. There, there's there's a solution, work work the solution, um, work the help. And I have asked more questions and asked for more help this year than ever before. And I think in my coaching experience, that unifies you. Yeah. When you go through things that are difficult and stressful and you're under duress and they're traumatic and you don't feel confident and you feel scared at times. I mean, I, I told my kids first day of school, my students. Um, I wasn't as scared my first day of student teaching. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how I was going to do my job. And when you're sitting on, I started teaching in 92 when you're sitting on decades of experience and that is emotionally washed away, your confidence level can be really low as you go to try to stand and lead a class. Right. And so I think that's, um, you know, Dr. Kaposi says, At times, you know, we want you to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And and I think he's speaking more (laughs) to challenges that come along and being willing to set goals and take risks and, and, you know, be a lifelong learner. Mm -hmm. Um, This is the extreme version of that because we're more than uncomfortable. Um, In health class, we talk about three phases of, of stress. There's alarm, resistance, and fatigue. We were alarmed in September. <laughs> yes, and, and uh, sorry, August and September. We were alarmed. Oh my, you know. By late September and October, you develop some resistance. Mm-hmm. My worry is looking to the end of the semester and not having psychologically an end in sight. Right. Is how do we work through the fatigue? You know, I think uh, our counseling staff has talked about some self-care days and tried to give us some links and some help. Yeah. And I appreciate the counselors there as I'm married to high school guidance counselor. Um, the the long-term psychological effects of this, not over a few weeks where, Hey, we'll get through this, it's a rough patch, but you know, we're at six months now. We don't know if this is going to continue for another month or two or a year, yeah. you know, next fall, will we be back to business as usual? Right. Um, and I think that's a psychologically, I think that's a very hard thing for any people in any circumstance, whether you're uh, adrift at sea, or you're, you know, uh, in, in Tom Hanks' situation in Castaway, where you don't know if you're ever getting out, right? I, I know there's an endpoint to this. But I don't know that it with all the disseminating information out there. I don't know that there's um, a logical prediction as to when this really could transition and go back to kids coming to school each day, a day, B day, no masks, regular busing, all activities, and
1: you know, right? Death
0: I think when you're dealing with a virus, it's hard to
2: know. Yeah, yeah. viruses are permanent. Yeah, you know, okay. and,
1: that, and that's exactly true. And uh, not to throw a little history lesson, but you know, it's like when influenza hit back in the 1920s, and then polo and everything. They didn't know when that was going to, and there was a lot different too. You know, and it never truly went away, but there were better ways to fight it. I
2: think we have a lot more knowledge now, and then there's a lot more um, medical um testing evidence Mm -hmm. decision making to be made but that doesn't stop in an election year a lot of mitigation right and and i I wonder i'm just curious as to how things might be as we look into thanksgiving a month from now Mm -hmm. um if there'll be any changes in illinois and changes nationally right
1: that's a good point all right thank you
0: Andy we're back and um, during that break I I mentioned to you that I would like us to go back to when you talked about the beginning of the school year and how every year we're normally prepared we know what we're going to do the first four days of school we know we got to cover this this and this to get the kids on track um, to kind of performing the way um, we want them to and you brought up the fact that that was all stripped away from us and so now we're walking in figuring out this is how we normally do it but how do we do it in these circumstances.
2: Well, I think that's the, you know, and I, I love numbers and stats and facts. We incorporate those a lot in my class. Um, but if, if I had a retirement job that I would enjoy other than maybe a starter at a golf course, I would like to be. <laughs> <the sportsman.
1: laughs>
2: uh-huh. I, I love language. And then that was something that initially got me into that major. But um, the word I think we've had to give up on is normal, mm-hmm. um, not just from the fluidity of the situation we're in, in terms of who's here to teach today, who's here to learn today, who's remote today. I mean, I never imagined in all my years um, as you guys might appreciate that attendance could be so trying. Right. I mean, it's it's taken me five to 10 minutes to take attendance Mm -hmm. and look at, okay, is it an A through LE day? Is it an LF through Z day? And then who is four day now? and who just went to full remote, and who switched those, and who's uh, home right now quarantined, and who's trying? I mean, we've had to have new channels um, for marking attendance. Attendance used to be your present or your absent. Or your tardy. Or your tardy. Yeah. And now there's, um, this person's remote today and should be in person. And it, it, there, you know, even attendance has gotten unusual, as has everything else. I think for me, when we started, Being able to teach freshmen was an advantage um, because it's all new to the freshmen anyway. Right. Um, I just explained to them in the first day or two that um, we all feel like freshmen teachers because our experience is being greatly overshadowed by the changing culture of of how we're going to go to school. There was nothing normal to rely on. We come back in our first Two or three days in the world of PE, we hand out lockers and locks and we go through the syllabus and we, I give the freshmen the tour so they know where everything is, including outside. And then we start fitness testing. None of that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, n- none of that. Um, right. And, you know, I. it, it just you, you can't count the number of things that are changed and so you know to change some things makes some people uncomfortable i'm probably one of them but to change almost everything and then while we're in the change uh there have been as you guys well know constant changes to the changes Mm -hmm. i just got a lunch schedule for tomorrow right tomorrow is a completely different day than any day we've had yet and there may (laughs) be more days like that in the future eventually i feel like you get emotionally desensitized to it and there's no I don't have any energy left to feel angry or to feel frustrated. I simply plan the work, work the plan and know that whatever I do may just get erased by a new circumstance by the time I get to that day. Um the one thing I giggled at was trying to plan, you know, on the Google calendar a month out. <laughs> you know the expression day by day right. is great in 12 step. But it's also how we really are living now, because I don't want to, I've always been one for efficiency. Um, And even when I was coaching, you know, you want that efficiency with your time, with your athletes in the gym. Well, now more so than ever, we have to be efficient in our plans, which for me means I'm not going to put stuff out there in the world of my health class and say, well, this is where we'll be in five weeks. I have no idea. Uh-huh. That was another thing I think we had to give up on that you're usually very comfortable with is your checkpoints and your timing. Uh-huh. I mean, Mr. Reed, you talk to me all the time about where you are, where you usually would be and where you'd like to be oh, yes. in any given class. And you know, that has been a a blender of unpredictability.
0: Right. So, I think yeah. one of the things I find just amazing is how my seating charts used to be so simple <laughs>
1: Oh yes. And now
0: you take a basic seating chart, and it becomes extremely compact. Yep. You know, and it's—I can't keep them updated. I can't nope. keep them correct. Every time I turn around, I've got it wrong. Yep. You know,
2: I can make a new seating chart each day. <laughs> um And I did the first three or four days, uh-huh. and the kids started looking at me like, "Well, you just—you just changed the seating chart." And I'm like, well, "A student changed." <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out who you are. And I see you once a week in a mask, yep. and. I like it alphabetical. That's one of my normal things. I was Aww. clinging to. And yes, that's, that's, I, I, uh, I do like alphabetical <laughs> order myself. <laughs> well, and you have hundred. I have one hundred seventy five students this semester. About twenty five of them I know because they're not freshmen. Right. So that's a lot of names to learn. And one of the things I like to do, from a respect standpoint, is learn students' names as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. It also helps, you know, me with logistics in the class other than discipline. Just. Uh, you know, you see somebody at lunch and you see somebody in the hall and it's a nice way to acknowledge that, yep, that they have value and that that you appreciate and respect and, and know them. Um, but that's been, yeah, I, I think I changed scene charts for a few. And and then, you know, someone would come in from full remote and I'm, and they, I'm like, here's an open seat. We're all socially distanced. <laughs> so much for you, alphabetical, you, right? <laughs> you
1: sit where there's a space and, mm-hmm. you know. It, you know, and it's it's so funny, and, and Tammy will attest if we ever have Tammy on here. But I had everybody laid out. I put it on a spreadsheet. I printed out on sticker, and Tammy cut everything over and stuff. And I had to move people within the third day. Sure. And I had several kids say, "Are you gonna update these?" Because I just can't stand doing this. Of course, that person transmission the full remote, so then did it. But I eventually got to as like you're there. And I have kids like, "Well, I'm gonna be here at least four days again, Mr. Reed." I'm like, "Okay." This is the spot. It's open. We keep it pretty clean. You stay here. And some people say, well, what happens when you do get to the five-day? I said, well, I said, for these couple classes, it'll be easy. Yes, we'll have kids 100% in remote learning. So they're, they're, that won't be much of a transition. Like, we're used to that. Because I'll, I'll tell you right now, I mean, some people have said that. I said, well, that's not going to affect this class very much because it's uh, this class is already at that state. So I said, this one might be because now I have more people in the room versus who are online. But
0: well, it can be very tricky handling all that. Oh. and I, I think the other thing that i think you brought up too that um, mask worry, i i can't recognize people especially the freshmen i have so many freshmen mm-hmm. and you don't see their faces and um it's it's disheartening you know
2: that well, and they've liked they've liked anything we can do that um is, is a acceptable workaround so i read the emails each day about such and such a class uh, taking a mask break I have a study hall this semester. We try to take a mask break every day in study hall, whether I have five out there or sixteen. And really, the numbers and they appreciate that they really do, and I do too. Um, But the numbers of kids in classes having to be smaller also very
1: abnormal.
2: Yeah, you know, very very strange to teach a class of six.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I I
2: I feel like maybe I'm an AP teacher, but you know, just it's unusual. some things play into it better. I think some things um, with remote learning are just dysfunctional. I, I, I feel for our, our classes that are more hands-on, like you know, woods, uh, mm-hmm. welding. Um, you know, I know Mr. Stender is needing kids on camera so he can see the progress each day of what they're doing with a, a sketch or, or a drawing or, or a painting. Um, the one thing you I've always respected about elementary school teachers specifically in my time in elementary school as a teacher is how creative and how flexible they were.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, we all just became the best version of my favorite elementary school teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Because you've you've got to be. You've yeah. got to be to thrive and survive and, and succeed for your students. And I think all, all of what makes Stillman Valley High School so great is there is an intrinsic value on doing our best for our students and i think at times we we get a quick glimpse from parents and students who really appreciate that um some days you feel you know downtrodden and, and like that isn't as appreciated but one big difference i would point out for sure this fall is student behavior uh the parent conferences i've had have been very very appreciative, respectful, going out of their way, bending over backwards to, mm. to compliment teachers about, they know, mm-hmm. they, 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 have, they, they know to some degree how much work it is to try to do our jobs, uh, more so than ever before. Right. We well, you know, um, cause
0: you think about it, we're teaching through ways. We're teaching to hybrid, yep. we're teaching to, um, two-dayers mm-hmm. and then we're teaching to four-dayers. Right. Um, and so it's, 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 it takes on a whole different perspective on how do you do that? You
2: well, and, it, and, you know, the, the big thing at the high school level, at least, that I think it makes us a little unique is we kind of are married to our content. Yep. You know, we're, <laughs> we, we, we love our, if you talk to the math department, they love math. You know, right. and you talk to the history teachers, they are head over heels for history. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all just kind of had to throw ourselves into being technology, teachers, um, and again, we at the high school level, it's all about assessments to show that progress that you need to make with your students and your SLOs, and, and all of that is logistically turned
1: upside down.
0: You know, too, plus getting thrown into technology, it's not so much the software, it's the issues that arise. From the use of the software.
1: Yes, that's
2: that a big one. The troubleshooting.
0: We la- yeah, the troubleshooting. We lack. Um, if you haven't used the software a lot, you don't have that experience of how do I resolve those issues that come up, especially on the student end, <laughs> you know, because right. you can't.
1: Yeah. You know, you can't see. I had two students, and they 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 are very good at reaching out to me, and they said like, "I am trying to do my FlipGrid, and no matter what I do." The camera will not turn on. I'm going to get my phone. Is that OK? I said, that is fine. That is fine. But I said, if worse comes to worse, as long as I can hear you or understand what you're telling me on Flipgrid, you'll be fine. And I had one student where he was in one of my classes previously, and he learned how to make a little video. So he just made the video and he uploaded it. Problem solved. And I said, fantastic. We've got to work on your spelling, but very good getting that into me, well, because we
2: can't troubleshoot that. And that is, and that is the student perspective, and again, This is my married to high school counselor thing. The student perspective for us lends itself to having more compassion for your students, to them seeing you as more supportive and nurturing and more of an ally um, than an adversary. Mm -hmm. And I think it is difficult to work through those problems. and, And it slows us down. And I have never been... So far behind in curriculum uh, as I am, now. and I, and I'm, and I, you know, again, the optimist in me shows up when the pessimist is too tired and exhausted to be frustrated or angry, and that's good because the optimist in me says, "Well, you're reworking all your quizzes anyway, and your tests. Why not rebuild your exam that's tailored to this semester, and then you have that as another resource." And so we'll get as far as we can, doing as well as we can, but there needs to be a level, at least in my health class, of comprehension. And and they they need to be armed with more knowledge so they can improve their health skills, conflict resolution, goal setting, whatever that may be, and make decisions that they benefit from, which is kind of our philosophy in health. We want to take them from where they come into us with a certain level of health knowledge. We want to build that. We want to build those skills and you know, let them be advocates. Let them analyze influences, especially in the multimedia world they live in. What is valid and valid data? What is valid and invalid news? That and is a good point. What decisions do you want to benefit from? And what decisions are you going to make just flippantly or emotionally that you're going to suffer from? Mm-hmm. But that independence, that empowerment, that's kind of where health when I say uh, health students, your grade is not as important as your, your health. You know, this this class is much more important than your grade. It is the fact that you're going to make those independent decisions about drugs or alcohol or sex or violence or felonies or having integrity. Right. You're going to make those decisions. Now, I just want you to make those grounded in being intentional and having a... Having a um, a wealth of health wealth, knowledge. Yeah. And, and we want to keep growing that. I mean, I learn every semester more and more because the world is not a constant. Right. I absolutely agree. And that's the changing COVID world we live in right now. But I think that's probably a good takeaway down the road is when we make it through this, and, and you have to believe we, we will, we will be much stronger. Mm-hmm. we will be much more flexible. We will have more resources. We will we will be able to adjust to individual education plans better.
0: We'll all be better technologists. Yes. <laughs> Even- and so will our our, our kids.
1: Yeah. Yes. And I think that's a good, very important yeah. part.
0: Um, well thank you, Andy. Yeah, I appreciate thank you. that Sherry. back with Mr. T. Lander. Um, You brought up some really interesting points and I was wondering if we could just kind of zero in on a couple of them. Um, When we're talking about the COVID situation, um, I know this is a struggle for a lot of students, both mentally, physically, and socially. Um, Would you be able to share a little bit about what you try to do health-wise to help them um, adapt and adjust?
2: Absolutely. Um, One of the things I noticed coming out of the spring was it was a lot easier to deal with students and be more polite, more compassionate, more patient when you weren't in the same room managing student behavior. And so kind of the way that transitioned into August is when we had some kids in the room and some kids not in the room. Um, I found that attitude for me accelerating and and, and really being more substantial. You know, even our deadlines, you know, hey, you need to turn this in by here. Well, (laughs) you're going to get an explanation that uh, I couldn't meet the deadline because And, and they're not they're not creative anymore. They're they're simply my Chromebook charger was with one parent and I was with the other or I couldn't get,
1: you know, whatever access I needed because it went down. Or my favorite is I kept trying and my, my assignment just won't attach. Yeah, yeah.
0: Also the internet, in and out. Bad. Yeah. And, and all uh, there those is are legitimately
1: people. unstable internet all yep. over our district. Our district is huge and that's not an advantage. No, wow. and like I said, I even tell them too, like I look at GoGuardian for a reason. If I've seen you going in and out, in and out, I know you're not messing with me. You seriously cannot stay connected. And so I think that um, there is...
2: I think more of the kids, the students attitudes about their teachers are are seeing that patience and it is it's the misery loves company. Uh, We are in this together and we still are trying to adhere to expectations, but know that there are many legitimate roadblocks to keep them from doing what we expect them to do. Um, and, and, And some of those are not legitimate. We get that. Yeah. Um, right. There, there are some that using using the legitimate reasons redundantly and a little unethically, but I think that a majority of the kids would sooner than ever have things go back to well, let me come to class and let me turn in assignments and let me get through the day and let me go to my locker and mm-hmm. let me go to lunch and let me go to practice and let me go to gaming club. And, right. You know, let me let me do what I enjoy doing. Um, I, I think it's wearing on. them. Um, I, I think the we talk about stress. and There's three general things you can do with stress and health. And, and they they are ingrained in these three ideas. One is you can eliminate the stressor. I think for some of the kids that went four day initially, they thought they could eliminate the stress of, of covid in school by just being fully remote. Right. Right. Um, I don't think they found that to be true. Uh, I think it's very stressful when you're fully remote. I think it's very stressful if you're four days in person. I think it's very stressful. So the second thing we talk about doing is you can change your perspective on the stressor. So something that used to, you know, stress you out—if you had a fear of snakes as a kid—you overcame that fear and something now you see a snake no longer is that stress you. It's very empowering. Um, that is happening for some people in some specific circumstances, where you're learning to improvise, adapt, and overcome. Um, the third thing that we all need to do more of, and and pinpoint it and effectively, is if you can't eliminate the stressor and you can't change your perspective, you've got to be able to dump the stress, and a healthy way. Yeah. Um, you know that doesn't that doesn't cause you to you know get a felony so you know if, if it's fun to go shoot stop signs with a shotgun that may not be the best way for you to relieve that stress right. i go um, sleep i go sleep in my deck yeah. my wife cleans you know the vacuum cleaners need more filters um yep but you know if, if that is something physical and, and that's really where i think pe comes in we have you know an activity log where they're expected to do 30 minutes or more of an activity so there has been a learning curve there with you know riding your four-wheeler may not be an activity Four wheelers doing the horsepower, All right? Um, but if you have a longboard or a skateboard and you go to the skate park and you're you're skateboarding for an hour, heart rate's up. You're using flexibility, you're using muscular endurance, and you know that really, as, as we talked in PE class and health too, as as we come to the next two chapters, chapter twelve, um, releases those endorphins, your dopamine, your serotonin, and your your norepinephrine levels go up, and you feel better, and you are dumping the stress. So I, I think we're uh we're a premium class right now. I know we're we're you know a graduation requirement, but I think more more than ever before, uh kids' mental health is really at risk with all of the instability. I know for my fourth and sixth grader, um, and you know, Dr. Reed, you have younger one too. Yep. Um, they thrive on routine. And I don't know how much that really changes when you get to be a 14 to 18 year old. That routine, that normalcy is critical to success, to mental health, um, to growth, uh, certainly to focus and confidence in the classroom and their relationships. I think their relationships are compromised by not being able to play sports. Um, I think their their relationships may be compromised by not being able to rely on a schedule and plan the work and work the plan. It's just one adjustment to the adjustment to the adjustment. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and, and
2: it I, keeps
0: changing. It, it does. Yeah. I mean,
1: like, I think you brought that up with my son, with Tyler. I mean, We were supposed to do a little event this weekend, and they said between 12 and 2. He was over, checking out with the grandparents. I finished up in the morning. Well, we went at 1 o'clock. Nobody was there. And I knew where the person who was holding it lives. He <laughs> lives a walking four houses from us. So that's how small the neighborhood I live in. And I knocked the door and never heard it. I eventually heard of him. I finally got a hold of him. And he said, well, basically what happens is everybody showed up at 1215. And due to the fact it was cold, it was raining. We had met the requirements, and because of what, because they were gathering seeds for areas for everything, for scouts, they just said, we just finished it up, and we just figured I'll hang around for a little bit. He's like, nobody was there for almost a half an hour, and he has two older kids, same age as yours, and one older, decided to go. He, the, the bad news is, he didn't fairly communicate, hey, we've left, so don't don't bother coming to the area. I mean, it was a good time for my son and I, because we got to walk around, we had some moments mother- So it was good for us to get out and try to relieve that stress, as you say. But i'm the same way like if i have it it doesn't matter if you have an argument or a thing i'm the kind of guy who has to go do something they say oh you're so short-term like no i have to channel that stress into something if i have something to go wrong in the classroom and i had a couple days ago our tests were just crazy i immediately went in and i just said i'm working on this project we're we're, nope, we're not learning this lesson for two weeks but i'm going to just start now and i channeled that all in there boy did i feel good after it
2: was done i think the projects have have certainly jumped up um, our family moved over the uh, start of the summer and we knew there were some things we wanted to do in the new new house we were in. But, you know, eventually you get to them and every time we went to Menards or Home Depot or, you know, one of those stores <laughs> like Lowe's, those places were packed like the mall used to be. Or, or out of you supplies, know. you know, yeah, trust and, and me. And they kept running out of things that you sometimes needed. But I think the um, the idea of improvising as teachers, critical, the idea of adapting to the constantly- changing culture of these are the rules of engagement now. Well now these are the rules of engagement. Yeah. Well now this is going to change. And that's day to day week to week. Um, I, you know, I said to my my kids today, I said, you know, eventually this is going to end. And you can look forward to something even if you don't know where that where that event is or that change is in the future. But that'll be the last change. The last change will be a change back to how things were Normally, um, but I think we'll be normal and better.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a good way well, to Technology
0: will come with us too, because once you're ingrained in it, um, there are some things that are easier to do with technology. Yep. Um, and there's other things that would be better off not using technology. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, do you, is it, do you, have you seen any data or anything that really talks about the health of the kids and how that's impacting or is it too early right now for, um, experts to be able to give that data out? I
2: think six months is probably a little short even for uh, local data. But I mean, technology as a two-edged sword. Um, you know, our counselors could certainly put a survey out to the kids, uh, Google Form or, or even SurveyMonkey or whatever medium they'd like and get a temperature of honest feedback. And I, I imagine you would get several hundred kids respond because they want their voices heard. Yes. And, and and they need that emotional state validated. And mm-hmm. uh, certainly actionable intelligence <laughs> is good. <laughs> yeah. and, and it could bring about some more changes here, whether it's through, you know, uh, Ms. Showers has the, the principal student advisory committee mm-hmm. um, or whether it is a, a, a share group that is socially distanced in the gym. I know our counselors have done larger groups before for different um, common causes. Um, But that's something that we are innately social, and that is something being altered and compromised. And I think most kids would probably say that their social life at school is being compromised and, and, and slighted. Now, out of school, Um, every time I see kids who are of a high school age, out of school, uh, things look like they're normal. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Whether I'm at a restaurant or Lowe's or (laughs) wherever I might be, um, you know, the, the, uh, expectation is okay. Enough is enough. And we, we need to, we need to act like kids and we need to be normally social and, and date and everything else. I mean, I had a friend who. Uh, has a son who's a senior in another school in our conference. And he went two months without seeing his girlfriend. Huh. And in month three, they said, yes, you can go over to her house. If her parents are okay with that, she can come over to our house. But I mean, how long do you, how long do you go? <laughs> that's uh,
1: that's very true. My niece had that happen to her boyfriend. There, They go to the universities up in Wisconsin. And there was the point where he was stuck there for actually a couple weeks. Well, one of our teachers
2: was telling me the other day that there are colleges, there are universities that have um, COVID dormitories. So Mm -hmm. if you test positive and like their health department or the health services will test anybody that wishes to be tested. Um, But if you test positive, you don't have to go home and infect your family or your town or your community. You stay and you remote learn and you're in a socializing dorm with a whole okay. bunch of other people that are in and your circles. And you get meals, you
1: get takeout like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: So again, the, the, the adaptations and the adjustments are, are there. I wish I would have bought some stock in uh, Uber Eats or Grubhub. Uh,
0: you know <laughs> or, or Mass. Or,
1: or masks. Oh, wow.
0: um, Lysol. Lysol. Yeah, Lysol.
1: Lysol. Exactly. Well, thank Anyways, you.
0: Thank you for being here, Andy. We appreciate your, your wisdom and your experiences during
1: COVID. And, and then, and I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you want to get a hold of Andy, you know, reach out at a T lender there at a uh, mail.meridian, you know, And you can uh, look for him. Uh, hopefully, maybe when we we'll have football games again, you can see him up and around.
2: <laughs> Might be doing the scoreboard this year.
1: <laughs> thanks again, Andy. Thanks.
0: Well, now that we have listened to Andy and gotten some words of wisdom from him, now it's time to say, what about our digital apps to use and getting to know our students? And this week, um, we were given the opportunity, that's Monday and Tuesday, to explore a new app that we might consider using for our classrooms. Mm -hmm. I hope everyone has found an app that would be exciting to use and will accomplish your grades for the classroom. All right. So, Ryan, what have you been looking at um, that um, you think might be something available for other teachers? Well, and here's
1: a great thing. uh, EverFi, people know I've used EverFi for financial certification, but EverFi is really branched out. They now cover elementary, middle school, high school. They also teach health sciences, social emotional learning. They have new new marketing pieces it's, it's amazing i've really it's come a long way because i mean Everfi has been around for several years but now they actually have and all you have to do is just have we're, we're luckily through stillman bank so you know stillman bank sponsors us all a teacher has to do is just go up and get signed up you i can invite you you complete a little course and it just walks you through but there's some really good there's stem on there there's now health science they're, they're even branching out the agricultural sciences
0: so right so if someone wants to find some information out they can email you on how to get connected up with everfine
1: yep and they can and i can send them an invite and go from there or contact ed legal too because he's looking at the um career counseling part
0: well that's great another one was and that you came up with this one is the geogebra math apps oh yes um and then again my sister's a math teacher so i've been playing around with this a little bit but I know that, you know, you sign in, this is generally a free app, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that if you start the calculator, what's really great about it is it automatically opens the calculator up and it gives you graphing paper.
1: Yeah, it does. And it's very nice. And it's you, you sign in with your Gmail account, and it will auto-save your pieces, very similar to Jamboard. And you can actually record your lesson or you actually can share it with your teacher, whether you're in science, math, or I should say drafting even, and you can actually share it right out there.
0: Yep, and they've got some remote learning Templates for teachers, um, and this would be elementary school as well as middle school and high school. Um, so there are the lessons up there um, that that people can access. There's graphing calculators, so they have the cal- calculators right up here, whether you want the graphing, scientific, or whatever. So um, the, it looks like an exciting app to use. It's got geometry up there, so um, testing. So I, I don't know if you're a math teacher, that might be something that you would find interesting. What do you think, Ryan?
1: Yeah, I think it's very good. One thing I really like, uh, Holly Clark and Alice Kila were actually just doing one of their uh, Teach Meets the the other day for both Chromebooks, PCs and um, iPads about using the GeoGebra Math app because they're all math teachers. And it's just they were doing some amazing things. They were, you know, they weren't saying there is a premium version. But right now for school districts, there's a huge part. You can pop it into your curriculum and it works great. And of course, you can share your screen, too. So if you're doing breakout rooms, either in Zoom or in Google Meet or Loom even, it nicely adapts to it very well
0: um so what about the use of this on chromebooks would there be any problems
1: there should not be because believe it or not geodrop was actually built by google originally it was originally on a tablet program so it was very early on with uh galaxy and ipads and then they moved it to a desktop i believe it was about two years ago and since the pandemic started they've really really refined it very nicely similar to the google jam board so but geobra is great it was actually made by math teachers so it is a great resource to use.
0: Well, I know that you mentioned it at our faculty meeting, our Zoom faculty meeting on Monday. Um, then you also taught, put uh, suggested post generator.
1: Yeah, post generator. Now, here's the thing is, I mean, especially being a business teacher, and this goes on to a lot of other uh, teachers. I know I had a com- couple conversations with medical social studies, but they talked about teaching students, and I know this might go back to you, Kathy, with computers about how to properly social media. Post generator is actually a, a, a fax Uh, Social media, you can choose Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, and it will actually allow you to make posts, actually pop in hashtags, everything, and then download the image. So a a great example, this was actually done by uh, Betty Page, who let me down for her book. And she's a social studies teacher, and she said, you know, how would Susan B. Anthony, how would the founding fathers react to social media? How would Booker Washington act if he had Instagram back in the day? And it allows you actually to create that. And um, right now for marketing, we're learning about the four E's of social marketing. And sometimes people will throw things out on social media and not double check it. This actually allows students to... Think about it, clean it up, and then they can actually practice posting using social media marketing with Post Generator, and it's completely free. You do have to double check because there are some um, ads on there. If you have ad blocker, it'll definitely help you. It's just you just do it. It's a it's a lot of fun, and there's some great templates out there, and it works on any system.
0: Well, you know, it's it's funny because um, President Trump has really used um, social media, mm-hmm. and so it make it begs the question. You know, if other presidents and senators and representatives um, IN THE 1800S, EARLY 1900S HAD um, ACCESS TO SOCIAL MEDIA, HOW WOULD THEY HAVE been AND saying? THAT'S
1: EXACTLY like, IT. WHAT WOULD
0: THEY BE SAYING, YOU
1: KNOW? And, AND I THINK THAT'S A GREAT EXAMPLE OF THAT RIGHT THERE.
0: AND WE ALSO WANT TO REMIND YOU, DON'T FORGET NOW THAT GOOGLE CLASSROOM HAS BREAKOUT ROOMS. Um, THEY'RE PRETTY EASY TO USE. And there's a lot of tutorials online that you can access that will show you how to use the breakout rooms.
1: And one thing you do have to remember, though, if you are using the breakout rooms and this actually does go for teachers using Zoom or even Loom, is, is make just make sure people are aware they are muted once it activates. So if people are in the room and wondering why the teacher is talking to them, it's not because of anything. It's just because you are automatically muted and they have to be unmuted.
0: Yeah, so and the teacher's a, muted too. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to remember to mute your mic. And, and, like,
1: oh, and, and <laughs> we've, we've fallen into that. I tried breakout rooms the other day, and I mean, we're getting something ready for a marking project end of November for Thanksgiving break. And yeah, one of them was like, I, I, We can't hear you. We can't <laughs> hear you. And I said, whoops, I forgot them. I'm like, I wasn't, they thought I'm like, were you mad at music? I wasn't mad at you. It's just, it mutes me. And I forgot to oh wait, I have to unmute that room too. It's like, it'd be one thing if I had five breakout rooms and I'm talking to breakout room number one. So everybody else is muted. I've unmuted five, you know, I've muted one. I'm talking to them. Then I'm going to go back and talk to the other rooms too. But sometimes it, it gets confusion and they think you're being ignored when it's like, no, 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 I haven't gotten to you. Just wait, wait, I'll unmute you. Hold on.
0: Well, that covers our short uh, emphasis on looking at different apps. Um, if you have found a new app that you think would be great for other people to to try, please contact us so we can get you on our show. Oh,
1: yes, please do. We want people. I mean, this is the fifth episode. We're, we we want to do a lot more.
0: Yep. Anyways, we want to thank all of you for joining us today. It was awesome having Mr. T. Lander here. Please feel free to share this app out with teachers you would feel would benefit from these podcasts.
1: And remember, if you are willing to meet or participate in the podcast, please let us know. Our district is anxiously waiting to hear from all of you about the exciting ideas you are doing or maybe doing in your classrooms this year.
0: Well, it's been real, uh, Ryan. And as always, it's been a pleasure doing a podcast with you.
1: Same with you, Kathy. And we'll see everybody later.